It's time for the podcast. Yeah. You all love. Let's go. Watch your Yo, your head be looking different. Let me. All right. All right. All right. Let me Test check the audio real quick, and we gonna get in it. We should make. Just put the headphones on here. <laughs> Everything good though. Everything. Oh my god, sound great. This is probably our best quality audio right, cool. that we've had yet. Now let me just take this beer and sp- spill it all over our interface. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wine Stefaner. Wine S. Wine Ste. Wein Stefaner. Wein Stefaner. Wein's, Wein. Wein Stefaner Heif Beides Bier. Bavarian style. Premium Bavarian. A lot of, lot of uh, Latin Premium on this. Premium Bavarian. It's a <laughs> Latin sure bottle. That, that's what that says. Hi, what's going on? This is your, uh, what's your, your, not, not, this is everybody's <laughs> What's Your Angle podcast. Uh, my name is Jake Dombra. I'm Caleb Conano. And together, we are the hosts of a show called what's your angle podcast and my name is jake d'amber and i'm Caleb cronano and we do this show where we do a different episode every day at a different <laughs> angle um every day and, every day and the show's called what's your angle with your host jake d'amber i'm Caleb cronano and i hope you guys enjoy today's episode today's episode is sponsored by cheez it's to extra, extra toasty. toasty we're doing an angle over here, I realized we need to make more eye contact with the camera because we're always caught looking at ourselves our getting beauty sleep. <laughs> but like, it's like I'm always like looking, fixing my posture. I'm who, like, who are we looking at? And like me, I'm always you're always checking out my hard tits because when I sit next to Jake and I rub my tits, I get really hard because he turns me on. Yeah. But we should even be if you grab at, my dick, you probably couldn't tell because it's angle. We should be looking more at the camera. Hey, what's going on, guys? Yes, this is Watch Your Angle Podcast. I'm Jake D'Ambra. I'm Caleb Cronano. And welcome to the Watch Your Angle Podcast, episode four. Um, day after, uh, a couple days after Halloween, and I got to say, unimpressed this year. I saw, uh, this is my first, uh, this is my first Halloween in the new city that I live in. Not going to give away any information about where I live. Um, and my first impressions of people's costumes was, uh, well, the first thing that came to mind was dog shit. Uh, after that was pigeon cum, and then the third thing was uh, Bulvarian uh, shit. I'm just glad I didn't have to dress up this year at all because I ended up not getting invited to any Halloween parties, and I didn't seek to go to any Halloween parties, so I didn't have to buy one single costume, one single makeup, uh, nothing like that at all. I get to sit home. You know what I did on Halloween? I'm, I sat home. I cooked. I listened to music. 
and I, I, I think I ended the night with a nice glass of wine, and I think I slept for a really long time. How long do you think you slept that night? Well, I, that's the last night I remember, and it's November 5th. Yeah. So I think I did a little hibernation. Okay, well. And most people will be at a party. I'm, you know, spending my time doing something useful. I gotta fix my mic. What's the matter? You blo- you're bloaching? No, it's just, it's just I need to get louder because I'm looking at the peaks and valleys and I was in the green for a while, but I want to always be in the yellow. Now, let me let me ask you a question. Wait, I've been th- okay, I got one too. You ask me first, okay. I'll ask you. Here's my question. Which of your favorite colors of the street light do you like? Green, okay. yellow, or red? And give me an explanation I'm gonna, why. I'll answer, your, answer yours, but I got one that's more relevant to what we were talking about. Um... I would say my favorite color of the street light is the red because I like the red color um, and it has nothing to do with what the red signalizes because of course red signalizes stop which I think is is oppressive but color wise I do like the red now what I was gonna ask you is speaking of Halloween I know when we were young here we used to go trick-or-treating young where here here what is your favorite Halloween what was your favorite Halloween candy what is it now and what was your least favorite and what is your least favorite now my favorite back then was kit kats love the crunch why the crunch i was going to tell you why i okay. didn't did not need to interrupt uh, the crunch of a kit kat is unlike now, any would, other crunch. would you say a, a, a kit kat is a wafer covered in chocolate yes. or a chocolate covered wafer i would say it's a wafer covered in chocolate do you also like twix um, but if you were you getting there sorry you were going to get there? No. I was going to say that I just changed my answer. Twix was my favorite candy as a kid. Because Kit Kats were great, but Twix had that caramel feeling. Exactly. That's what I like about a Twix that a Kit Kat doesn't have. Do you like... So you're wait, saying... Wait, I'm about to, about to... I hate myself. Do you like the left Twix or the right Twix more? The right. Shit. Do you, do you um, still like Twix? Nope. So what is it now? Oh, sorry, sorry. What's your least favorite when you were a kid? My least favorite was uh, candy corn. Fucking really, all belongs in the seventh layer of Dante's. I'll get into that later. Okay, and okay. now, now your favorite is one Stefan or beer. Because I don't, because I don't go trick or treating anymore. But if you had to I'm have, not, a, if you had to, boy. if someone, if your niece, or if your son brought home a I bag of candy, don't have a niece. Do you have? You have a son though. Yep. If he brought home a bag of candy and it had a variety, which would you choose to eat? Variety, like a variety bag yeah uh, 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 uh. are you still a wafer guy or would you switch to something more mature like a mm. milk dud I'd probably go for a dark chocolate snickers with extra mm, those are good the mid- midnight milky ways I used to hate those I love them now well, what's interesting is about anything with nuts in them it, it gives that protein so you don't feel as bad at eating and you those can eat candies as a, you can eat it as a meal easily that's what they say Easily, and then you get you uh, wash that down with a Mountain Dew, and you definitely had one of the healthiest Halloween uh, meals out of anyone in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of a traditional American thing too. You have your Saturday night roast, and you have your Sunday night candy dinner. Well, if we remember, um, the kids that weren't bullied on Halloween were eating a nice hot roast. The kids that had not the best bringing up didn't have a Halloween they were roast. Having horror movies for dinner. Yeah having screams for dinner now i really am obsessed with reese's reese's peanut butter cups 
I used to like them but not love them. But ever since I got this obsession with peanut butter as of late, I like was so in need of a Reese's peanut butter cup time come Halloween, guys. I actually get big like things of peanut butter. Maybe you're gonna think I'm a freak. I get big jars of peanut butter. I like creamy and crunchy, so don't even ask. And which one's I, your favorite? Sorry to ask. It's that's so tough because creamy the consistency is amazing, but crunchy also I love the crunch. Anyway, either of them, I'll take a big spoonful. I'll just eat like five spoons of peanut butter by this by themselves. Okay, I love it so much. Wish I wasn't looking so fat. If Whatever. you start eating peanut butter, you won't be looking like that. Well, if we stop eating Popeyes by choice, and maybe maybe we wouldn't, maybe I wouldn't feel this way. You look skinnier than you ever have, and I appreciate that. It's because I'm, I'm malnourished, and I'm just, malnourished. I'm, I'm playing the part in the next Joker movie. Oh, uh, okay, Joker two, Joker two, Return of the Jokes. Yeah, jo- and it's and it's jokes is spelled like J O A Q. Oh man, like Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love doing that. But honestly, the best uh, Joker was Jack Nicholson. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we, we talk about Joker a lot, but the most underrated one is Jack Nicholson. And probably... Yeah, therefore, the best. Probably he's the best because he, he did The Shining. He did One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And he did Batman Joker. So for, for him, it's like The Shining, probably last. Cuckoo's Nest, probably tied with last. And then top would be Joker, him his performance in Batman as Joker. Yeah. Um, and so that brings us to talk about movies. We're talking about chicken sandwiches, and we're going to get all to those eventually. Um, I think that we should talk about uh, our the whole craze was this Sunday. The chicken Popeyes chicken sandwich came out yet again. Um, those fat idiot Americans didn't learn their lesson the first time, and now they're stuffing their gullets with deep fried pieces of chicken, slightly soggy after prolonged expo- uh, exposure to the air. And um, you can get it spicy or mild. So, you know, it depends on how you live your life. And you tried both. I tried both. Not in the same day. I spread out my experience. So I had one the day of release. Day upon release, I waited in line. It was three hours. And it was, um, it was definitely worth it because of the price. Now, we both know where I live. And let me just say, it's not easy to get a sandwich around here. It's pretty fucking expensive. Regardless of whether you're eating at a deli or you're eating at, you know, uh, I can't say any names of restaurants because I can't, I don't want to give away my location. But essentially, you usually pay, you know, pretty hefty price. But I was shocked to see $7.99 as a combo, which comes with fries, drink, and the sandwich itself. Uh, mild or spicy, your preference. And the sandwich is, itself is only $4. Yes. And it's a big, it's a big sandwich, guys. Like, it's big. Pretty good. So um, that's kind of a stunning deal. You so what you can kind of do in this neighborhood is go to the you go get your check cashed at the WeCheck. Um, you, then you go to the liquor store. Oh yeah, p- pick up a thirty thirty dollar or twenty dollar bottle. You get some maybe some some hard liquor. You find something that pairs well with something strong. Eat. Well, yeah. and something that's just going to keep you drunk all the time, keep yeah. you on the streets, take you away from the reality of what's of your situation. And then you go into Popeyes because that's where you live and you can get away with spending $4 on a hefty chicken sandwich. And not only do you get the sandwich, but you get the benefits of the sandwich, which are, you know, you're getting your protein, you're getting your fried chickens, you're getting your vegetables from the pickles, from the pickles, you're getting your you're getting your acidity from the uh 
the spicy sauce and acidity is is known to be a part of the food pyramid absolutely and then you're getting your uh breads well, grains grains from the bread in the that's a surrounding the sandwich and then one that people forget a lot is the you're getting your lard which is the in the Probably bread the top of the uh pyramid i think in the pyramid it goes breads uh vegetables acidity and lard is that like that what you want in your daily diet and a lot of the time people debate now, why but it's it's because you need lard you need oils to and actually bring the full uh yeah the full personality of the, the other the of the other foods exactly into the, whatever meal the you're lard having. carries the flavor of everything else but not only the flavor but the nutrients so by cooking something and submerging it in lard which is what i think they do with the sandwich i think the process is they deep fry the chicken put the sandwich together and then they submerge it in lard as a preservative to put it in the bag by that process <laughs> they can offer you maximum nutrition and also speaking of pyramids um if you look at the popeye's menu it's very interesting <laughs> you can see the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate pyramid oh, just tell me your experience just tell you the, which, the experience well we were waiting in line and we saw that there is a, actually a black pyramid next the black triangle next to everyone almost every one of the menu items the sandwich actually actually which, didn't have it which is surprising but almost every of the menu item had this black triangle with this little white emblem in it and from the from your eye even if you're standing close it's very hard to tell what this is so but you know it looks like a label let's of reenact how we were in line we we're probably about uh an hour away from getting what we needed and let's let's reenact how we were reading the pretend that it's up there what were we doing and i was looking at it, i was Go like on. i was like wait what is this squinting i was like what is it what is that hmm? black triangle next to everything i'm thinking like that's like a key that has to be like a key for something like is that like a, is that like the sauce that it comes with yeah and i see a little white emblem in it and i'm like that looks like a salt shaker and sure enough it was and i'm like what that must mean something what the hell why is there a salt shaker in a black triangle in a in a cautionary you see that cautionary often. type of triangle like you'd see like for like radioactivity and and it was next to every item and i'm like where the hell is the like what does that mean like there has to be a key of course popeyes has a uh flat screen tv menus that are constantly changing flipping channels so i'm trying to look for the key and sure enough at the bottom of the third menu over there's a little little black triangle it was right above the promotion for the 20 piece wing yeah literally for right, seven dollars right, right above, above the promotion for the combo and it's this little black triangle with this small script and we're like what does that say we can't see it finally we get closer after our 45 minutes go by and the the triangle becomes more apparent it says uh triangle salt triangle indicates that sodium in this meal is equal to um more than you should have in a in your daily diet so almost every single menu on almost every single item on the menu besides the popeye chicken sandwiches and the green beans and the green beans had the salt shaker triangle next to it in like intense black triangle and like i've never noticed that like I mean, granted, I don't go there a lot, but I'm sure it's been there forever. And I bet no one has noticed it. Like I bet rarely people notice it. But it says that just one of sorry, just one of those menu items is equal to your whole to more than what you should ha be having in sodium per day. And it, it wasn't even specific as to how much more. <laughs> it was just a general. This is more. It told you what have. you should have during. It said in parentheses like the amount you should have per day, like whatever uh, grams of sodium. But it just said that this has more than your daily diet intake should be. So, yeah. Well, fortunately for Caleb and me in that situation, well, one, I was more fortunate and I won't die soon because I got the chicken sandwich, um, which was one of the only items, as he mentioned, that doesn't have sodium. 
So I'm I'm cleared for the day. Yeah. I could still eat another whole but no, meal. No, 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 probably okay, I could go okay. back to it's I could okay. probably go back to Popeyes and get another of the well, same meal yeah, and I'd still same, be fine. The, the cool thing with the chicken sandwiches that means since it doesn't have the triangle, you could get if you got two of them, you could there's no triangle, so you'd still have the pr- proper amount of sodium. If you got three, you know, there's basically no limit to how many sandwiches you can have because nope. they don't have the triangle. Exactly. And the salt kind of remains the same after your one sandwich. And I think Popeyes HQ when they were kind of debating this whole oh should we bring back the sandwich after the whole battle uh, between Chick Fil A and Popeyes, they said. How are we going to distinguish ourselves from the competitors? And they said, well, easy. Chick-fil-A, one, hates gays. Uh, two, um, believe it's closed on Sundays. And three, believes that everything that they that they serve, and they do it proudly. They say, we proudly serve all of our menu items with triple the amount of sodium that you can have in one day. That's Chick-fil-A. So then Popeye said, how can we distinguish ourselves from the competition? And so uh, the CEO of Popeye's, the, actually the woman that you see in most of the commercials, she's the CEO, and she was wearing a suit that day. And she said, um, you know, I was thinking, let's revolutionize this whole thing. Our, 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 most of our menu is already doomed uh, from the start, but that, but that doesn't mean that we can't turn over a new leaf. With this or, fried chicken sandwich. With this fried chicken sandwich. And then everyone in the, in the place stopped like this. Because they knew what she was, she was going to say. They stopped. And, you know, you, you had a lot of people in that meeting, a lot of important executives, of course, working under her. And they looked at each other and, and they, they just kind of shook their heads in amazement. She goes, you know what I'm going to say. She goes, get the cameras ready. We're filming a commercial. And hence, she started talking about the positive benefits of the chicken sandwich and how it no longer contains the triangle, uh, 1. Salt 5 amount of the salt. They, they, they're trying to get move away from that branding technique uh, because they thought that that was giving them a competitive advantage uh, to Chick-fil-A. But luckily, uh, Popeye still believes in gay sexuality and believes in homoeroticism. Uh, Chick-fil-A does not. And yeah. because of that, they were able to not only promote uh, help the community, but also promote an goddamn finger licking good sandwich and not i now i didn't get the sandwich but i did get the, another meal that happened to have the sodium triangle and um i realized that's okay too and i'm actually probably healthier if not the equal amount of healthy as jake is for getting his two sandwiches because in my situation i was able to balance the sodium triangle i asked the woman at the cashier who also was this was the ceo i'm not sure how that works but the ceo was checking me out the one in the commercials so if if you're not clear on this the ceo is the woman in the popeyes commercials and she also works apparently at this branch and allegedly she was checking caleb out she said my yeah. my my what a fine boy what can i get you <laughs> and, and she took my order and so i say i'm um you know excuse me i see that the menu item has the sodium triangle on it i was wondering if there's any way that we could reduce the sodium or perhaps have a healthier benefit she go first she goes well have you considered trying the fried chicken sandwich it's a much healthier option and i go um i just don't i'm not really in the mood for that because i would have to get two to balance the sodium she goes oh okay yes of course and she goes well what you could do honey is you could balance the sodium triangle and we could add a sugar triangle for you would you like that i go Oh, sure, sure, sure. So she takes the menu. She she takes out a, a little clicker, like a remote from her pocket. It's a red, has a red button on it. And she clicks it and the whole the whole building kind of shuts down. The gates close. <sighs> and I'm getting all scared because this light, these lights are going off. And then I see... Um, she's still wearing her uh, CEO suit, by yeah, the way, she's when she's serving suit, you. Which I'm not sure if this all happened the same day, but 
And then I see a little tr a red triangle appear next to the black one. Now at this point, the gates are going back up on the windows slowly. Um, and I see a red triangle appear with a little uh, a little cane of sugar, a little sugar cane. And I go, oh, that's nice. So and then I see on the menu, of course, the key says, this has double your amount of sugar uh, that you should be ingesting on a daily basis. So basically what she ended up explaining to me in the bathroom was that the sugar balances the sodium and I was able to have a fully healthy meal because I was if I as long as I included both the salt triangle and the sugar triangle. You're right. And now I think the USDA is trying to get those trademarks onto their food pyramid. The uh, USDA. Yeah. Good for them, huh? Really looking forward. Um, so let's talk about the CEO of Popeyes for a second. What a beautiful woman, first of all, absolutely stunning. Banging. Um, both inside and outside, banging. Um, her chicken finger licking good she's finger licking good and because of that she also promoted a new uh, marketing campaign which introduced the a new item on the menu that also does not have the triangle next to it in fact uh in time for thanksgiving that's called the new cajun basted turkey um and me and caleb we we walked in and we did this we did double take it did a double take um involuntarily and we said what what do you mean this is popeye's chicken why are we introducing a turkey into the mix and so I got I got a moment. Once Caleb left the bathroom, I, I briefly uh, entered following him. And I locked the door and I said to her, I said, the, You're C the, CEO. the CEO of Popeyes, uh, in the bathroom. Linda, Linda Marsh. I said, Linda, cut the lights. And so she pressed the, 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 the big red, red button, button again. And the, um, the place. Yep. And everyone freezes in line. And I said, woman, you have a new, a new menu on the item. Uh, <laughs> chicken uh turkey cajun cajun based turkey she goes yeah and then i go i was talking with my buddy caleb outside how the fuck are you gonna get that item without frying it to the customers and have them leave happy and she said with she said jake you said your name was jake right i said yeah uh and she said guess what we don't cook the the turkey actually in here we send it on its way uh with you in one of those um, tin foil holders and you do the work at home yourself but you still pay the price of, uh, as if we cooked it and then I said well how much is that she said uh, two payments of $30 and I said so $60 total for a, a bird that I don't even get pre-cooked I have to cook the bird myself she said defeather it as well I said well what's the point of that and she said well it's hopefully it's a way to uh, fight the the war on obesism in America and hopefully get more families together bringing families together bringing uh, fathers who left their left their sons and, and daughters uh, and did she years mention ago. why did she mention how exactly it would help the form the form against obesity abusism well she, she she was talking and I was honestly I was just too busy looking at how stunning she was her eyes right I know absolutely I was yeah. in the bathroom it was the same thing when she turns the lights off you can just see those bright blue eyes of hers red beautiful red eyes and she yeah, and she and you know, and hearing her voice was enough for me. And I said, I'm obviously going to take a word for it. She has one of the biggest uh, franchises in the world. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and debate her on. She knows. She knows. It's her, yeah. it's her job to know. Yeah. And so now you can get both the chicken, the, the, the deep fried, double fried chicken sandwich and spicier mild. And you can also get a Cajun style turkey. Those are the two items that do not have a cautionary tale on them. And, and they're both preserved in lard, which is I thought was the kind of icing on top, if you will. It is the icing in a sense. It has yeah. that same consistency, same that color and consistency, that white Crisco-y, creamy, creamy. Once it once it gets boiled down a little, 
it it really is similar and you to can, icing. You can eat it in the same way. Wait, why hasn't anyone thought about that? Putting it on, on the outskirts of a cake. No, I was thinking, put, oh yeah, that, that'd be good. A lard cake or um, an icing turkey. So you, you cook the turkey in icing because it has that same so same icing poached? Icing poached. And would you finish with sprinkles? I, it's well, I don't, preference I, I, choice. I, choice. I mean, yeah, course, I, don't, I don't see why not. Of course, of course. I'm a sprinkles guy. I could get behind that. Enjoy. The, these movies, they're great films, both of them. What's great is this segment leads into the next segment, which is that I'm, I'm trying to get started. Caleb, not so much, um, is, is called creating a movie on the spot and and seeing seeing how good we can make it um and the rules are you can't actually think of anything beforehand you need to just be put on the spot and it'll take about maybe two to three minutes me and caleb will will piggyback off of uh each other's separate ideas to create one unifying idea and this is a movie that hopefully we'd like to see in the theaters at some point once we make our millions from the podcast thank you cheese it's extra toasty for giving us five hundred thousand dollars for this episode alone yeah so hopefully we'll just kind of spitball the movie and somebody will pick it up and then well a few people i'm sure will pick it up director wise and we'll kind of sort through the directors see who we want see what the casting is like for each person what they're offering and we will select based on our preference and then we can get started with producing but yeah so basically i had this idea um and it was about uh, a horror movie that, you know, I love horror movies, of course. Horror movie that takes place in a school. Now, that doesn't happen too mm. often. Oh. Um, because school, you feel safe. It's, it's a learning environment. Your teachers are always there. Yeah. Um, they're always making and you feel safe. More importantly, school is in the daytime. But this movie, you're going to be at the school at night. Hmm. That's why it's scary. Okay. Now, I'm thinking... I'm liking it so far. I'm thinking it's... Um, a middle school or a high school medium size maybe fits a thousand students and the tale kind of starts with some of the students in the high school um the unpopular kids they go back at night because they're trying to perhaps get some answers to a test or can i can i suggest something yeah um they're going to pull a prank on the kids that bully them yes i like it graffiti the lockers you mm-hmm. know silly string silly string in the backpack it's their it's you know one of the last days of school before summer they're thinking they can get away with it they're sick of, they're sick and tired of being bullied of course the first the first scene in the movie was them being bullied to give some kind of preface yep it's a group of about four four or five kids you know there's misfit a, there's kids. a fat kid there's a a nerd Typical there's archetypes. a minority mm. um and they're, they're all kind of going back and they're going to do this last riff on their classmates so they find themselves breaking into the school okay can i interject is this an r-rated at pg-13 can they swear or is it like mild swearing it's like, r-rated R- because it's r-rated because of what ends up happening. fuck what it, it's r-rated because of what ends up happening oh what what's to come yeah okay um but if if yeah so anyway the kids find themselves in school and they're pulling the pranks but then they see a, a, a trail of blood coming from the the girl's bathroom okay that's getting interesting and they see a flickering light and a trail of blood and uh now granted this is the trailer i'm describing to you because if you want to see the full movie you have to see it when it gets made by one of our directors a couple of years um but they see a trail of blood 
and then the camera kind of follows the trail of blood and a flickering light into the underneath of the woman's door and they hear a and then it goes to black um, and the kid goes I saw, I saw something I saw something I saw something blah, 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 the fat kid and nobody else believes him and they say go just eat another Snickers fat yeah, fuck they go oh you know you, you, you're fat and you eat so much why would we believe you you know just eat eat more until you die oh where'd you say you saw him the cafeteria yeah figures fat yeah exactly idiot so then the movie kind of takes this turn and the students kind of just start bullying the fat kid and really weird right the perspective changes and it turns into the almost horror story of these friends who decide to start bullying their fat friend and um the the thing in the bathroom gets sorted out it was not blood it was you know some sort of um, leaking dye from one of the pipes that is supposed to tell the janitor when the pipe's leaking uh, by being dyed red, and the, the sound was kind of just the scraping of the of the pipe in the sink, um, and that gets figured out, you know, almost immediately. But the movie really changes perspective, goes into a new direction of these friends who just kind of are now hunting for their friend around their fat friend around the school because they decide they want to kill him because he he is so fat. And they want to eliminate anyone who's fat essentially from yeah. their school at least but the, the whole the world, world is their ultimate goal and that will be the leading the yeah that'll be a leading point into the sequel and then it'll turn into a trilogy and basically we're on the brink of well he's on the i didn't create i didn't contribute i contributed nothing uh it'll be basically a million dollar franchise and that's kind of our vision for when Steve spielberg yeah, we're actually hits us to, up. we're actually trying to turn it into a franchise kind of like a fast food franchise where we capitalize on the name of the fat guy in his, and, we'll call it in his honor. We'll say, yeah, you know, in his honor, big fat Timmy died. Well, oh, wait, I shouldn't say anything because I don't want to give yeah, away. I wouldn't the ending. assume. I wouldn't assume yet. Yeah, you but basically, the, the 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 movie continues as you know the hunt for this kid around the school, and he has to hide <laughs> in various places. Give too bad, too bad. The Hunger Games was already taken, or else that would have been that a very been. fitting title for this. Been. We can we can riff on that. We can kind of change it up. Maybe make maybe make hunger maybe starving make the games. H, make the make the H in hunger a J. And just to tell people that they need to pronounce it with a Spanish pronunciation of a J. And that would really get the you know whole Latin community involved in seeing yeah, the movie first. Exactly. Plenty of them in the United States. And we could kind really of spread it. the audience and also make it so that we can have a, that really good title, which I actually love. And I think that we could maybe get some of the original actors from the original Hunger Games to step in, but also you know maybe some Latin roles from the um the that that community as well and we could also actually you know stretch 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 our demographic as much as we can with this movie but ultimately the the slogan would would be something along the lines of you know if you're fat go die and it wouldn't it would also be um increasing not only would we want to start a franchise fast food franchise with hundred thousand million dollar franchise with the title but we would also kind of want to spread awareness of being fat and how it's actually bad because of course the movie if you haven't already guessed is kind of a love letter to eliminating fat people and ultimately um our fast food franchise would also serve the fattiest foods in an effort to say look we're serving the food right here and part of our marketing campaign is going to say buy none of it buy don't come into our stores and buy nothing but and let uh, us go out of business right. but on purpose of course of course people will buy it because it's going to be you know a lot of fried foods and a lot of a lot of people in this country are into msg ridden foods and so people will buy it and that's where we'll make our profit but we're kind of doing a one-trick pony yeah canceling two birds with one we're making our stick. stick we're making our customers feel bad at the end of the day 
um, just like the poor fat kid in the movie. Yeah. We haven't charged his Well, the whole gag of the yet. restaurant is you're getting you're getting made fun of while you're ordering. Yeah, we were thinking Augustus was going to be the, the big kid's name. Yeah. We're trying to think of the, the biggest, the grossest names possible mm-hmm. that represent a big man or a big child because he's not a legal adult. At least, I mean, if he's in high school. Yeah, but he weighs twice the amount of what a normal adult would weigh. Yep, and he's got uh, half the life expectancy of a normal, uh, healthy weight adult because yeah. he's fat and because and he smokes cigarettes. Smoke. Oh yeah, but but the kids that were bullying that kids that end up trying to kill him put him onto the cigarettes. cigarettes earlier in his life because they're they trying went to, to get him to lose his appetite. Yeah, and so they said, "Oh, you lose your appetite, fat." So if you, but he just dip. ended up being addicted to cigarettes, and and so he would put the dip in, and he'd say, "I'm still hungry," so he would actually eat, eat the full dip. sandwiches. Well, he yeah, first he'd consume the dip, and with tobacco-ridden lungs and stomach, he would also eat, and so he, and, and, and he would food have a ended up having meal. Yep, and so then he got and he got so addicted that every meal he had, he basically took a cigarette, submerged it in water for about a half hour, and dumped the liquid on any of his meals because he needed to have a combination nicotine. of nicotine. And fats, sweets, and treats. Fat sweets and treats. Ultimately, MSG foods. So he's got. Uh, so basically, it's it's a it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. Yeah, it it starts as a horror, but it ends up as a tra- as a tragic drama. Yep. And but also a uh, you know I hate hate crime against fat people. Rightfully so. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can speak about this because we've never been. We've never been big a day in our lives, and we mm-hmm. fucking hate anyone that is. You know, if you go on any of our, if you follow the lore of us, you'll never find any sort of evidence of, the, of us being even mildly overweight. We've always had a, this idea in our heads that if I can do it, you can, and there's no reason that you know you should be overweight if I'm not, and if you are, I shame you and go to hell. I mean, that's where they're heading, maybe. Hunger Games. Can I talk about something actually serious though? Yeah, let's talk about Nickelodeon. I think actually we talked about this already. Rob Schneider, uh, you know his whole story. He had allegations. Yeah, yeah. No, we didn't talk about this. Oh, so yeah, Rob Schneider, the guy who did all those shows, your favorite, you know, classics, Drake and John, um, I Car Carney, um, I Carney. Um, Rob Schneider, the producer, apparently was a loved the kids and he loved feet, and he basically was a gross piece of shit and he recently left nickelodeon because of uh, building allegations and he actually paid to uh for a settlement of someone who was going to sue him for whatever reason they don't know but it's one of the actors that you know you guys know from your childhood uh teen nick and apparently he was a gross man and i think that we should cast his younger self for the movie because Rob Schneider is really a big man, truly. He's a fat man. Is it possible? Is, is it possible to cast someone's younger self? Do we have that technology? Oh well, did you see Gemini Man, Will Smith? Uh, no, but I heard great things. Um, Gemini Man actually utilized a system that made the kids younger, or made the current actor appear forty, sometimes fifty years younger. Gemini Man revolutionized that. So we could probably get uh, in touch with Will Smith's person and ask, hey, I know this guy Rob Schneider, he touched kids and he likes feet. Is there any way that we could cast him in, in our new million dollar fri- franchising film, maybe maybe restart his career? He goes away from being a director and he right. becomes kind of a, and we call also, it a old to young actor. If we, could, if we could cast him younger, that means that we could uh, alter his future so that maybe he wouldn't commit the crimes 
that yep. he would in the future. But ultimately, we, we this this is up to Will Smith and his production company. So we will have to contact them. And Will, if you could just comment below, or because I know he watches these shows, if you could comment below the info of your you know your guy we can get in touch with, or if you want to, I, I have your cell, but I don't know if that's the best way to reach you. Well, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put it down here. Just in case we forget, you can watch the episode again. His uh, Will Smith's cell is going to be right down here okay, below. Yeah. So, Will, this is your cell. And this is your email. Here. Okay. And we are just confirming with you. So, just write in the comments. Confirm. Confirm that this is your email and this is your cell. And, it'll do us, and, it'll do us and a lot. Just for the sake of confirming, confirm that this is your still your credit card, your debit MasterCard number. And this is a picture of your son. That's it. Confirm? Great. Just, Will, right put here. that stuff right down here. in the comments, if if that was all true. Thank you, Will. Thank you, Gemini Man. I hear that's what he wants to go by now. Just to promote the film, he legally changed his name. Temporarily, you can do that. To legally. Gemini Man. First name Gemini, last name Man. Well, Smith. And then, yeah, Middle Gemini name, Man Smith. Smith. Gemini Middle, Will Smith Man. Middle, man Smith. He, put, he, he legally changed, he legally reorganized his name. To Gemini Will Smith Man. Yeah. yeah. His full name's Gemini Will Smith Man. Yeah. Yep. Well, full name legally, but but temporarily. <clears throat> yeah, true. It expires at the end of the next fiscal year. If you could get your name changed, what would you get your name changed to? And and no holds barred, anything that you want. No harm, no foul, no no pain, no gain. Uh, I was thinking fried sack sandwich would be a good name for a dog. Same for you. Uh, oh, for me. Uh, I think the same. St- I think it still applies. Hmm. I think you should just keep it. Yeah, I would probably keep my name. Probably deny any allegations to want to change my name at this time. Okay. Thank you for asking. Will, I just want to check. This is your debit card number? This is Jaden, right? This is Jaden. Because I haven't seen him in a while. Will, Will, I just want to... Is this your wife? Just Will, let us... This is your best work right here. You're proud of this. And you are from here, Yeah. From this place, and you currently live here, right? Just check, checking. Spoiler alert for Gemini Man, by the way. Um, did you know that at the end, the two men end up working together um, to defeat the common enemy, and the common enemy actually develops a third clone of Will Smith. Did you know that? And the third clone of Will Smith is actually Will Smith as like a fourteen-year-old, but he's like a ninja. And I'm not making this up. I watched the bootleg on um, YouTube. I said, uh, Gemini Man final scene. I listened to the bootleg. Yeah, and there was a man walking. It was in a theater, obviously. And there was a man walking in between, you know, the shot. And the guy with the guy with the camcorder said, get out of the shot. Get out of the shot. Get out of the shot. And so I was watching the fight scene, which was excellent, expertly choreographed. Um, and what ends up happening is it's a young Will Smith who ultimately gets beaten down by the two older Will Smiths. Jaden Smith. It, it was Jaden Smith. Uh, who Then they deep faked Will Smith's face on Jaden Smith. And what was so fascinating was I was thinking was, oh, that's a bit of a plot hole because 
a young 14-year-old boy is going to beat up a uh, 25-year-old version of Will Smith plus a 50 to 60-year-old Will Smith in real life. Um, yeah, not the smartest supervillain. Sending because a 14-year-old to beat up a 25-year-old. And not only was he 25 and 50 because he was Gemini Man, but I heard, now correct me if I'm wrong, but that there was some bonus footage that they actually included Hitchcock, the well-known superhero. Oh, yeah. Um, in the, in the last scene as well, and so it was Will J- Will Smith versus Willow Smith versus Will Smith Gemini Man, who has two characters with his son Jaden versus Jaden who's fourteen versus the Pursuit of Happiness Jaden who they deep faked on Will Smith Gemini Man, and he was fighting with Hitchcock from Marvel Comics. Yep, and that's a new thing that they're in. So that the tech current technology is to deep fake a younger version of oneself, like Rob Schneider. Um, we're going to, but we're moving into a new era of cinematography. We're moving into a new era of technology, similar to how when Lucasfilm introduced CGI into the whole uh, movie and realm. Sim- similar. And, and, Go on. And what I was going to say was, now there's an algorithm that they're working on that's sponsored by AI um, that actually takes characters from any other movie and inserts them into movies and does a cross sectional movie uh such as uh, gemini man gemini plan um and they were able to have hitchcock like caleb mentioned they actually didn't have to do any additional filming they used the ai to and the ai studied will smith's character hitchcock and actually inserted him in the film using lifelike cgi sponsored by john williams and And I, I, i heard that because of this whole lineage of of filmmakers and filmographers that in the Gemini Hitchcock movie, with which included Jaden from Pursuit of Happiness, Deepfake versus Willow and his Gemini Man, I was thinking uh, this would be a great idea. So I contacted um, Hancock, the director from the uh, 40s, 50s, and 30s, and Hancock, Alfred Hancock, was was asking, you know, could I be a part of this somehow? And I said, look, Hancock, you know, I've seen you in Twisted and Vertigo, and the the bird meets. The Bird Meets the Killings Psycho. and Psycho, Psycho Analo. And I really liked those movies. So I, I contacted him. This was a year ago. And I acted. I asked him. A year before Gemini Man came out. A year before Gemini Man. This this shows you the kind of production that went into this movie. We were, we were thinking about it a year before it was actually coming into theaters, if you believe it. Um, most movies, you know, anywhere from four to six weeks, it's kind of editing and editing phase and editing room ready to premiere. This movie was about a year in advance. We had to get hold of Herb Cock, uh, Herbie Hancock, Alfred, Alfred Hancock, um, hit Will Smith, Will Smith's Hitchcock versus Jaden Smith's Gemini deep Man fake. in the deep fake of Pursuit of Happiness, and Hitch, which is a separate movie that Will Smith did with Kevin James. <laughs> So we if we can be, <laughs> if we can, <laughs> you're, so, you're right that's that's what the if fuck? we could be clear we what's this thing with hitches man? we had we had uh, so so at the end of the day and Kevin James was deep faked on to pursuit of happiness Will Smith with the afro we had Kevin James deep faked on Willow Smith's performance in pursuit of happiness which was later to birth Gemini Man, Gemini Man Part 2 with Will Smith versus two of himself and a 14-year-old deepfake who was in part playing Tom Hanks in Forrest Gump, which was directed by Alfred Hancock, which was seen and scored by Herbie Hancock, 
who directed the movie Hitchcock with Will Smith, and Will Smith played a part in Kevin James' hit film, Hitch. Hitch. So, soon you're going to be approached by your own Gemini man, and it's going to be a boy who looks just like you, except five years younger. And you're going to no, it's going to be 15 years younger, and you said, I'm only 20 years old, so this is a five-year-old Caleb. But he's actually he's master, gun, he's mastered Taekwondo. And yeah. He's skilled. He killed, yeah, he, he he's come to kill you. Mm-hmm. So It's not my fault. Your days are numbered. And once you're dead, I'll have five-year-old Caleb Cronin on the podcast. And I'll say, what's your favorite, um, you know, like, what's Color. your favorite philosophy? Yeah. And he says, goo goo gaga, because he hasn't learned English because he's just a clone. And so I have to foster him. And I don't have, have a, I have a son, but I could take, I could take another. So I take another son and I raise my best friend. The way I want him, so I get rid of all your flaws. But you have, things you that have, I don't like about you. You only have one refrigerator, though. What do you? You're, I mean, you gotta have to get another one if you have if you for your one son. You gotta get another refrigerator for the second son. I mean, right there. You you guys can't see this, but I could put one next to that one, or I could use a chainsaw, cut that in half, and separate them too, and teach the young lad about democracy, lead him, teach him, teach him about republic, um, and teach him about prop, you know, sharing ultimately. So I'd have two sons. I'd have my best friend as a son. I'd have my, well, just my regular son. Um, I obviously love my other son more, my best friend's son, Caleb's son, because he's my best friend. And then my son's just this, you know, stupid kid until I show him better. But what's interesting is my son and and Caleb, the five-year-old version of Caleb, they'll both... Um, they'll both develop a strong bond. When I get old, they'll take care of me. And they'll be able to fight. And they'll be able to fight, and they will fight. And they'll fight for my love, ultimately. But then they'll turn on me. I, I know they will, because I know my boys. They'll uh, make a Gemini version of me to come and rip my head off. Kill me. And like the cycle repeats. Would. And the cycle repeats. And they say, Jake, you're going to turn into five years old. How does that sound? I'm seven. And you're going to need your own refrigerator. And I'm, what was that? You're going to need your own refrigerator. I'm going to need my own fucking refrigerator because I'm old and I need to put my medicine somewhere. And so they're going to kill me and they're going to say, hey, Jake, how does it sound to be five years old again? And I'll say, sign me up. All right, before we wrap up, I just wanted to point out that this is the first episode where Caleb held the pillow for the entire time. We have not seen a pillow. He's a new character in the lore of the show. His name is Pills Pillsman, and we want to thank him for being and snuggling up Caleb so beautifully. Throw that puppy away. There you go. All right, so any other concluding ideas? If we could just brush over what we talked about. Okay. Well, we started with what? Started with Gemini Man and Will Smith. Started with Herbie Hancock scoring Alfred Hitchcock's movie Hitch with Kevin James. And we started with Will Smith, Gemini Man. We went back to Rob Schneider um, from producer of iCarly, producer of Victorious, producer of uh, Zoe 101. His Rob Schneider. His Rob, yeah, Rob Schneider producing of iCarly talked about his allegations and why we think that they're false. We talked about Dan Schneider from The Animal, Grown Ups 2, Grown Ups 1. Um, and then we talked about... Uh, oh, we talked Popeyes. about our, um, our movie pon- uh, concept. Talked about our movie, which would ultimately be picked up by Will Smith. Um, and we talked about Popeye's Chicken and the latest in Popeye's News. We talked about The Invitation Game. And we talked about The Ritual Ceremony. We talked about Benedict Cumberbatch's um, performance in both of them and how he was not only an excellent director, but an excellent director. All right. Lastly, if you have any new music that you'd like to send, possibly a new potential theme song, please let us know. 
We're looking to introduce a new one very soon because mm-hmm. we have four episodes. Caleb is tired. I understand. It's been a long day. It's been a long podcast. And I know he wants to get hit and hit, hit his sack. I know he wants to hit his sack later tonight. Uh, we're going tonight. We're going to go see The Lighthouse, starring Kevin James and William Defoe. I'm not seeing it. And that's going to be a great movie when we go see that. And we're going to leave this, go see a movie, and we'll let you nope. know. We're going to film a podcast shortly after we watch it, and let let you guys know our thoughts of The Lighthouse, starring J.K. Rowling. I think that's going to be it for the this episode. Um, once again, I'm Fat Man Jones at this angle. They call me Fat Jones, uh, also known as Jake D'Ambra. And I'm Caleb Cronino, and you're listening to the Watch Your Angle podcast, sponsored by Cheez-Its Fish Stick Flavor Extra Baked. That's a wrap, as they say in the Hollywood Gemini business. It's time. The podcast you all love. Let's go. Watch your